Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Selection Sunday special on Ruthless. This is going to be the second annual Liberal Hack Tournament. We're going to be announcing all 66 teams competing in this year's tournament. There are 64 spots, two play-in games. It's going to be it's going to be incredible, folks. And we've got four regions this year. We've got the Liberal Activists out of Seattle. We have the Fake News Bracket out of Atlanta, also known as CNN HQ. We have the Establishment Division based out of Georgetown, and we have the Way Too Online Division based out of Brooklyn, New York. Folks, it's it's absolute packed. There's a ton of liberal hacks competing. And you know what? Let's let's not make the folks at home wait any longer. Josh, let's get right into announcing these seeds. Smug, I've been waiting all year for this, and let's get right to the liberal activist region where the eight seed, Wajahat Ali from the Daily Beast, comes in with a particularly strong cable news showing this year. He's facing off against the powerhouse Nicole Wallace, who returns to the field from MSNBC as a ninth seed. Incredible. You know what? For the folks at home, they might remember Wajahat Ali. He's the guy who was with... Uh, uh, Rick Rick Wilson on Don Lemon show, yucking it up, calling all Americans rednecks. You remember that? 100%. He's going to have a good, strong bid this year. We go to the fifth seed. Nicole Hannah-Jones of the New York Times makes her first trip against 12th-seeded Jennifer Bendry of the Huff- Huffington Post. She exited last year in the first round. As the fourth seed, we go to John Harwood from CNN. He was last year's number one, but he slips to a number four where he'll face off against John Ralston of the Nevada Independent. He slipped to a 13 seed, but as always, he's a very, very tough out. Yeah, never count out Ralston Soleimani. Who knows? He could activate culinary at any moment. That's exactly right. They'll be playing Weaverman's Shanty for the six-seeded Steve Schmidt from the Lincoln Project and MSNBC as he takes on Sam Stein of Politico as the 11th seed. The number three seed this year was last year's Elite Eight finisher, Anna Navarro, who improves her seeding and her team for another run of the title. She'll take on Jonathan Allen of MSNBC. The seventh seeded anchor, Jake Tapper, returns to face off against the underseeded superstar of 2020, Daniel Dale, a fact checker also out of CNN, in a gritty first round matchup. And you know what? There couldn't be a more perfect place for Jake Tapper than the liberal activist bracket because everyone acts like he's a fair-minded journalist, but folks, you got to remember, he's a Dem communicator. He used to work on Dem campaigns. Certainly rubs smug the wrong way. Let's head out to the two seed, which is the perennial contender, Max Boot, who returns at a rock-solid record and a lot of momentum. This year, he's facing off against a 15th-seeded ABC's George Stephanopoulos. Finally. Matt Fuller returns to the field as the 16th seed and the last team into this bracket for the unenviable task of facing our number one overall seed, former King of the Hill champion, last year's hack runner-up, Jennifer Rubin. Let's go out to Rubin HQ. Josh, we're now live at Jen Rubin's house where there is a flurry of activity. The overall number one seed was expected. Word inside Ruben camp is she's brought in famed poster near attendant to advise on strategy. So expect Ruben's defense to be full court victimhood while running a fast-paced offense capable of lobbing 
brain-worn takes from well behind the eye. Josh. Thank you for that compelling report, Smug. This is an absolutely huge bracket. I can tell by the report that cats are fired up. Everybody's fired up. Yeah, what are she's, your thoughts? She's got her house full of cats. She's at her keyboard. She's ready to drop those brainworm takes. I think Jen Rubin, everyone knows she's a star. She's going to be dropping the hackiest of takes. I, You know, I wouldn't be surprised. She's going to make a run for the top this year. No question about it. I think if you're looking for an upset special, something in the middle of the bracket that could surprise some people, I like Steve Schmidt. He could maybe make some noise as a sixth seed. He'll have to get through Anna Navarro, which is very, very difficult to get through. But if he does, you can see him matching up uh, against Ruben in the Elite Eight. Now let's head out to the fake news bracket where we've got an action-packed, Totally stacked bracket from top to bottom. We'll begin with the eighth seed, who belongs to Katie Turr. She returns from MSNBC to square off against a very formidable April Ryan. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of firefighters in this bracket. Katie Turr is going to be bringing the heat. The fifth seed is a new face, S.E. Cup of CNN, who matches up for another tournament newcomer, the Washington Post's Philip Bump. Yeah, def- you know, the surprising thing about Bump is he didn't make the turning last year. The guy's been at it with his liberal hack takes for a while now. Good to see a team like that get recognized. The fourth seed is Yamiche Elsador. She is from PBS, and she's facing off against Bloomberg's returning champion, Sahil Kapoor. The sixth seed is soft Chris Hayes of MSNBC. He grabs the sixth seed of the fake news bracket against the Washington Post's newcomer, Aaron Blake. Yeah, Chris Hayes has been, it's pretty clear he's been trying to up his standing in this year's tournament. He's ended up in your replies constantly, Josh. He's got me blocked, but he knows. He gets on your radar, he's got a good shot at the tourney, and looks like his strategy worked. He's no fan of mine, but I'm a fan of his in the fake news bracket. The number three (laughs) seed is Joy Reid of MSNBC. She rolled for the final few months of the year, and she runs into the Washington Post once again with a contender in Glenn Kessler. Yeah, with Glenn Kessler, you got to give him credit. It's the most misleading job title in America. He's the fact checker, but he always gets it wrong. It's incredible work he does over there. The seventh seed is last year's Elite Eight finalist, Don Lemon of CNN. He's running up against the seventh seed, John Brennan stenographer, Ken Delanian of MSNBC. The number two seed. Last year, he was in the Final Four and the prohibited favorite to take last year's tournament. Jim Acosta starts off in the two seed this year in the fake news bracket against Vanity Fair's Gabriel Sherman, who has the 15 seed. I mean, that's the thing is, yeah, sure. A two seed is great for Acosta, but it says a lot that he didn't get a one seed here, probably because in the absence of Trump, a lot of these journalists, they can't keep that content rolling like they used to. No question. The last team in the fake news bracket will play, be a play-in between two journalists who distinguished themselves last election cycle. Jessica Taylor of The Cook Report and Greg Bluestein of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The winner will face the defending champion, the potato himself, Brian Stelter. Let's go to Stelter HQ. Josh, it's absolute pandemonium here at the Fake News World Headquarters. Trays of potato skins are being passed around and double-masked interns' faces are caked with sour cream and bacon bits. And what's this? Folks, we have Michael Avenatti 
Skyping in from home detention to wish Brian luck. Truly a dark carnival here at the worst place on earth. Josh? Thank you for that report. That is truly a fully loaded bracket. Smug, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be much of a hot potato. I figure Stelter's going to pretty much have a great chance at taking that one. Uh, Like I said, a lot of this comes down to teams getting hot at the right time, and he wanted that one seed badly enough. He showed up on TV not wearing pants. So, you know, credit to Stelter. He's been putting in the work. Let's see if he can keep that momentum rolling. Wrap him in foil, stick him in for an hour. He may come out on top here. There's a couple of other things to look for. Chris Hayes. He's got the middle of the bracket. Once again, is a very formidable team. And if you're looking for a surprise, a first-year guy, Philip Bump is somebody you've got to watch. You know, I I mentioned him before. I'm just going to come down on him hard. I think Acosta is a paper tiger at a two-seed. I think he had something going last year. But now, without Trump, it's not there for him. Let's go out to Georgetown for the establishment bracket. The eighth seed is a surprise to this commentator, Jonah Goldberg, who got in with heavy lobbying inside the selection committee. He'll be facing off against John Carl of ABC. And you know, that's going to be a tough matchup. Jonah is very notable for having incredibly bad dogs, but his takes have also been pretty hackish and left wing as always. Our reigning King of the Hill champion, Bill Crystal, grabs the fifth seed against MSNBC's Andrea Mitchell at 12. No surprises here. Uh, Honestly, you could even have Crystal higher seed, but I think he's going to go deep in this tourney. Last year's Final Four finisher, Rachel Maddow, pulls down a four seed against Politico's Ryan Lizzo, who's looking to upgrade from his 13 seed this year. Tim Alberta makes his debut in the field as he transitions to the Atlantic after an enormous year at Politico. He'll lock down the sixth seed against perennial contender, Chuck Todd, who slipped to the 11. Yeah, it's got to be a tough break for Chuck Todd. You know, you expect more, especially in the establishment bracket out of him, but no one really cares about his work on Meet the Press, right? Joe Scarborough has the three seed in a monster year. It is reflected at the top of the bracket Well, he'll face off against Manu Raju at CNN, who was a, a one seed last year, falls to 14 this year. A late push gave Alexi McCammon of Teen Vogue a shove into this year's field, covering your boyfriend for the last quarter of 2020. She'll face off against a first ballot Hall of Famer, Jane Mayer of The New Yorker. And again, you know, like I say, it's all about the team getting hot at the right time. Alexi has been all across the headlines, herself the center of the news. So you got to give her credit. She's in it to win it. The two seed this year is Chris Cuomo. Nothing has to be said about his performance in 2020. He's going to be very difficult to stop. He'll square up against fellow CNNer Anderson Cooper at 15. Yeah, I mean, that's an absolute beast. Cuomo at a two seed is dangerous. He could have even had a shot at the one seed, if you ask me, but I think we're going to have a, a really special team up there. Let's keep this going. Finally, the last team into the establishment bracket comes in hot with a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. It's CNN's Jeffrey Tubin. He'll run into the three-time King of the Hill champion who's on fire, Matthew Dowd. Yeah, I mean, Dowd 100% deserves the one seed here. He's been absolutely crushing it with the takes lately. You know what? Let's go check in on uh, Dowd HQ right now. Smug, I'm here at the Dow Gym where the mood is hushed. Battered and bruised from losing to the King of the Hill to Bill Crystal last week, 
Dowd is on a warpath to get back in fighting shape. I spoke briefly with Dowd's coaching staff, and they said his takes have been top form, and they anticipate a deep run to this year's tournament. Back to you. Yeah, I mean, he's in it to win it. The guy's a three-time champ of King of the Hill. I wouldn't bet against him. I think if a couple of months ago you'd have told me that Matt Dow was the number one seed, I would have questioned it. I have no questions today. Very, very strong submission. My upset here, if you're looking into the middle of the bracket, I think it might be Bill Crystal. There's no question he gets to the Sweet 16 from my perspective. The only question is whether he can repeat his King of the Hill success to down Dowd in the Sweet 16. My one thing, when you go down, you look at this bracket, it seems like, you know, I got to be honest, there's a lot of paper tigers here. There's a lot of folks who uh, haven't been putting forth their best work, and the competition from the other brackets is is going to be tough. Who's, who's the next bracket we're going into? We're going to go to a very difficult bracket. Out in Brooklyn, we're going to go to the Way Too Online bracket. We'll start with Brandy Zadrozny of NBC News, who locks down the eight seed against Juddlegum, who always brings a solid resume to the tournament at number nine. I mean, that could be the toughest matchup in the first round. When you're looking at this, folks, both are incredibly hackish. Both pushing just left-wing talking points, masquerading it as news. That's a tough matchup. Perhaps my game of the week comes at the 5-12 matchup in the Way Too Online. That starts with Oliver Darcy of CNN, who tucked in behind the potato to find a rewarding five seed. But he'll face a very hungry Tim Miller at 12, who's looking to make something out of his first tournament appearance. You You know, you can't count out those bulwark folks. They're in it to win it. The number four seed is Aaron Rupar of Fox, a contender every single day of his life, and it'll be the same in this tournament. But he runs into Molly Jong Fast of the Daily Beast, an absolute cage match. The 6-11 is a Weaver Man shanty as John Weaver pulls down the sixth seed in the way to online region against another Daily Beast participant, Will Summer. Yeah, I mean, Weaver in the way to online bracket, you really can't argue with that one. The 314 matchup is the Washington Post Dave Weigel bringing a very strong body of work into the tournament and is rewarded with a three seed matchup against Parker Malloy of Media Matters. I mean, I think three seed may even be too low for Weigel. The guy's been a hack for a while now. It's unbelievable the garbage he gets away with pushing. He could be, you know, to the left of Bernie at this point. It's hard to tell. MSNBC's Kyle Griffin is an omnipresent force of bad takes, and he's got this year's seven seed. He'll face off against the Atlantic's Edward Isaac Dovere. And we go out to the second seed. The second seed is CNN's Chris Saliza, always entertaining. He'll face newcomer New York Times' Trip Gabriel. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Chris Saliza, it's an endless feat of left-wing hackery. You know, it, it, he's been a shoe-in for the way to online bracket for a while now. The Huffington Post SV Date will be in a play-in game against Emily Singer, showing up as basically a reply guy for the left as they face off for the right to face an absolute powerhouse this year, Taylor Lorenz. Huge, huge pick. And like I always say, when it comes to the tournament, you got to get hot at the right time. Taylor Lawrence has just been building momentum off of just created victimhood. She's She's got the number one seed on lockdown. We should check in at her uh, headquarters right now. Smug. 
or here on the Clubhouse app where it's deadly silent. Taylor has been blocked out of her own selection party and has been left to rage tweet screenshots at attendees celebrating inside the Clubhouse room. And it's exactly this sort of way too online behavior that proves she's earned her top seed. Back to you, Smug. Thanks for that check-in from Hollywood Hen. Folks, there you go. There's the 66 teams in it to win it in the second annual Liberal Hack Tournament. This is this is going to be incredible to watch. It's going to be tough. There's so many potential champions in this field, especially you look at that way too online division out of Brooklyn. I mean, it is just stacked. I'm honestly just honored to be a part of it. I, I feel like we've got 64 teams that are going to go wall-to-wall action for the next month and give every one of the Ruthless listeners absolutely everything they want more. And so, you know, it's going to come down to a simple thing turnout you know i'm going to be tweeting out the matchups with the polls you got to vote folks and fill out those bracket sheets set up your pools i i love seeing them last year people were taking uh you know tweeting the photos of their filled out sheets last year this is it this is the big one we're going to crown the second annual champion i think that's it that's the selection sunday special ladies and gentlemen as always keep the faith hold the line and own the libs we'll see you on tuesday minions Stay ruthless.